Welcome to this OSE mini podcast on layers of rights involved in copyright. I think this is one of the more complicated aspects of copyright for researchers and librarians to grasp. And it's about the different layers of rights that can be found in any one individual work. This short podcast is going to look at the concept of these layers of rights and who they might belong to, why it's an important area to consider, and the layers that can be found in some of the most common types of work that you'll be dealing with. Although each copyright work can be treated as a single item, there may well be several different levels of rights in each one. Each of these rights might belong to different individuals or companies who contribute to the overall production of the item. I find it sometimes helps to think of each copyright work as a meal made up of different ingredients. Each ingredient is a layer of rights which contributes towards the final meal, or in this case the finished work. We'll have a look at some of the layers of copyright found in the most common copyright works. And we're going to start with books. This is probably the most common copyright material that researchers will want to use and so that librarians will have to advise on. The text is obviously the main component of most books and that will be protected by copyright as the intellectual copyright of the author. If the book is illustrated, then this represents another layer. As outputs in their own rights and images are under the protection of copyright and using them could result in infringement. Although it's also an illustration, the cover art may be considered separately from the other illustrations in a book, especially if it's by a different artist. The typography and layout of text is also protected and this is the one that most people tend to forget about. It's also worth considering if the book itself contains any third-party material where the copyright might be owned by others, for example, images of artwork or long extracts of text, where you might have to seek permission from a third party to use it. Another common um, copyright work that people come across is recordings like musical albums and audiobooks, and these also contain different layers. So you have the performance itself, which will be subject to copyright, as each one is individual and unique to that particular recording. The lyrics of a song or the text of an audiobook are also protected. If we're dealing with a musical recording, then you have the music or the score, which has its own copyright layer. As with books, the cover art will be considered a work in its own right. And with recordings, the production of that recording will also be subject to copyright, most likely by the record label or production company that's put the the recording together. Researchers in the arts might find they need to use elements of stage plays in their work, and this is another important um, copyright work to consider. So with these, you have the script, so much like the text in the book. The script will be protected by copyright as it contains essentially the story, which the production as a whole follows. If the production is a musical, then you've got lyrics to any songs. It could be treated as separate works, as will the music that they're set to. There might be dance steps or other choreography that will also be protected by copyright. And finally, you have the direction and set design, which might also be protected if um, it can be argued that there are enough original elements in that to warrant that protection. Moving on, we have film, which can be especially complicated when it comes to the different layers of rights they contain. So much like stage plays, the screenplay is a literary work and is therefore protected by copyright. The direction of a film is very specific to that individual film and is a large part of the the viewing and enjoyment experience. So that can potentially be subject to copyright. Likewise, the performance and interpretation of the actors in the movie can be considered central to the film and they might exert some rights over that. 
the soundtrack of a film, even if it's made up of a sort of previously released commercial songs rather than being original, could potentially be copyrighted as a compilation if someone has put thought and effort into selecting the tracks specifically for that movie. And of course, original music also qualifies for copyright and this may belong to each individual artist or composer. Finally, we have the production of the film as a whole, which might also qualify for copyright protection. So this is just a really brief overview of some of the layers of each of the um, sort of most basic works you'll have to deal with, but already you see how complicated it's becoming. So why is any of this really important for researchers and librarians to know about? Well, researchers often have to clear the rights to third-party copyright material they want to use in their own work, but as we all know, they tend to leave it to the last minute. When work is being published, and this can include putting an electronic copy of a thesis online, if you don't have the correct clearance, this can have serious consequences, and the research will technically be in breach of copyright if they go ahead and publish that work. Since each individual work they want to use could potentially contain multiple layers of rights, which could then belong to multiple different people, it can be really, really complex to clear these rights, and that might delay publication and will definitely cause a lot of stress for the researcher. If they are identifying clear rights to third-party material throughout their research project, it's going to save them a lot of problems when it comes time to publish. One of the best ways for researchers to manage these potentially complex rights issues is to carry out a copyright audit throughout their project. They can do this by making a record of all of the materials they want to use and thinking about the different layers of rights in each one and who might own these different layers. They can then start approaching the relevant people to ask for permission well in advance of any hand-in or publication date, which will save them a lot of stress. It's also important that library staff understand the different layers of rights in copyright material so they can help their research community deal with these problems. By getting into the habit of thinking about layers of copyright, even if you don't run a formal audit, it's a good introduction to thinking about copyright more generally and what the researcher might want others to do with their work in the future. Thanks for listening to this mini podcast.